season four time. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom, and I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. First off, we have my lovely co-host. Billboard baby uh, coming in with Dua Lipa. What's up, Billboard? How are you? I'm doing well. I can't complain. Where can they find Uh, you you on IG? They can find me at DaBaby. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's me. Just uh, if you want proof, just you can uh, you can shoot your credit card information over to <laughs> at Saul Thompson. Uh, he's he's my he's my account manager, so he'll, yes. he'll put you in contact with me, DaBaby. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Uh, yeah. I think I might just do that myself. Just send you my credit card info. For yeah, proof. don't forget those magic four numbers on the back and the expiration date. Can't forget that. Huh? Without a doubt. Uh, Saul, I have, I have one question just to start off the pod. Okay. Big question. It's been on my mind for a while. Uh, what you know about rolling down in the deep? Uh, we can call that mental freeze. I forget the next line. Um, something about slow motion. And then there's the kicker after that one. I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. What does it mean? I don't know. But knowing uh, it's that mental freeze. Knowing baby, he might jump on a remix of that. It'd be fire. It would be so good. It would take the TikTok world by storm. <laughs> it, it, would, it would destroy TikTok as you know it. It would. Um, but yeah. Saul, we're not alone in the podcast studio. No, we're not. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, we have somebody who, not. this isn't me roasting, this isn't me flaming. I messaged them. God, uh, <laughs> I got to look. I think it was in August of last year. We're going to double check this. So we had like eight followers. Yeah, we had eight followers. It was on May 10th of 2020. Oh, so we had like two followers. <laughs> we had two followers. Um, I messaged him. It's May 12th, him so the it's podcast. the one year and two day anniversary. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I messaged somebody that works with him, and she might have come on, but then she also couldn't. But uh-huh. without further ado, I, I've been excited about this for, as you can tell, over a year. A year and two days. A year and two days. For. Um, but without further ado, we have none other than Jordan Arthur Smith. He came out with his first collection and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was last year. He's working on his second at the moment. Um, he works a lot with natural dyeing, um, things like that. Knits, experimental cuts. Um, his work, if you haven't seen it already is incredible. So please go check it out if you haven't already. Um, and welcome to the pod, Jordan. Welcome. Thanks so much for the uh, intro. We're very excited. (laughs) I forgot to give your, your, your at, it's just at Jordan Arthur Smith. Uh, I believe so. Hopefully. (laughs) Look at your screen right now. If you're wondering about that, because it will be in the episode title. All right. Thank you for looking now back to the pod, Jordan. Welcome. We're so happy (laughs) that you're here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. I don't know what it's like where you guys are at, but it's sunny over here. I'm enjoying it. Weather. Love to hear it. The allergy allergy season is about to be in full swing, so my voice may be sounding a little different on the next couple podcasts, but mm. we'll get through it as we do, do get, every year. Do you get bad allergies, John? Pollen, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Not a fan it. of the Spotify playlist? I am a fan of the song Pollen 
by Echo 2K. Okay. Go give it a listen. He it's in Swedish. Oh. Is he fully Swedish? That's a good question that I feel like I should know as a mm. uh want to be member of the Drain Gang. However, I do not. Jordan, an important question to lead us off. Are you a drainer? Um I am a little bit of a drainer. I pre- prefer uh, Echo 2K over like Blady and stuff like that. But uh, or is it pronounced Blade? He accepts either. I think I, I think I've heard that. Yeah. So um, no, I, I I really fuck with uh, Echo 2K over over Blade or Blady. So what a talented bunch of young men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saul, on the other hand, is not a drainer. No, I have one. There's one song by the entire Drain Gang that I'll listen to. Which one is that? Uh, Innocent of All Things. Okay, Blade. that is yeah. a classic. Um, yeah, I think it's one of his only songs that I'll listen. I'll listen to the first like three quarters and then I'll turn it off. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. That's that's more than I would expect. That's more than you would tolerate a year ago. So baby yeah. steps. I think he struggles to end a song. That might be my my hot take. They start strong and then they they fizzle out. Well, it it like it changes so radically. It just becomes something that's like like not what he started with, which isn't bad. Oh yeah, like, you know, like Frank Ocean and Knights. Yeah, but that's that why beat you hate Frank Ocean, Saul. No, that beat switch is good. It is good. I'll never hate on Lonnie Barrow. Anyway, Saul, this is a fashion podcast. We will talk is. significantly about music. Chances are <laughs> later on in this pod, but. <laughs> We're going to start things off the pair of Kings way with a fit check. Jordan, can we get a fit check today? Yeah. Um, let's see. What am I wearing? Um, kind of the basics that I always wear. So I'm actually wearing most of my own, actually full fit of my own clothes. So yeah. Let's go. Um, That's awesome. Uh, so this is like a turtleneck from season one. Uh, it's called the reversible three armhole turtleneck i'm wearing a uh sample version in black and then um i'm wearing these very old uh samples that uh i mean i guess it's a sample i've never released it i don't even think there's pictures of it on the internet really maybe there is somewhere um but they're these uh bacteria dyed um pants that are like patchwork um that have the same motif that I have on uh, this wedding blazer that I made. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I got Uniqlo socks on and um, Calvin Klein underwear. Nice. You're a big fan of tabby boots, right? Um, man, You're not a big yeah, fan. Yeah, I know they, you they, own a pair. Look lookbook would shit, say so you like, are a big especially fan. Especially my clothes. I don't know. I like them a lot. Um, but um, I am not, I haven't worn tabby boots in a long, long time. Um, I mainly like give those to the models. They just kind of sit around in okay. my closet. Um, <laughs> but I don't have a very large collection of clothes at all, surprisingly. And I, and I like need to up footwear. I think like really what's going to come down to is like my current shoes are just going to like melt down and then i'm eventually going to release footwear and start making footwear and then just switch that's over exciting what kind of footwear would you release would you do boots like sneaker um, adjacent i have a things? concept right now that i'm like flushing out which is it's going to be a 
probably a boot first and then possibly um i like high top sneakers so maybe a high top sneaker eventually cool, but very definitely cool. i'm into boots i'm big fan of boots and then um i think like another pair of shoes that i always end up wearing is these um derby things that i got from a thrift store and then i just kind of painted them white with house paint and then <laughs> they have um just like built up layers of like shit from my studio on them so it's like random spray paint plaster dyes so it's just kind of like a hodgepodge mix of items that are like connected to these shoes one of my favorite customs i I say that with heavy uh air quotations i i saw these pair of i think they were margella um low top sneakers that look like Converse's, but they'd cover them in a thin layer of black fabric paint and then a thick layer of gesso. Um, for those who don't know, gesso is what you use to kind of coat your your canvas uh, when you're painting as kind of like a base layer. But the the gesso was cracking and then showing it, you know, through. And eventually it looked really cool because, you know, the gesso was cracked and you had this sneaker and it looked aged and whatever. And I'm surprised that hasn't caught on more, especially with the, the current trend of like, you know, everything has to look old, but mm-hmm. yeah. There are people pre-aging their sneakers with the uh, soul dye. Yeah. That is a weird one, but Hey, Saul, what have you got on today? Uh, I have, uh, I went to work and then I went to the gym and then I took maybe the fastest shower of my life. Nice. And then I ran over here and started the podcast. So I'm wearing a, um, just, I think it's a Uniqlo Basics t-shirt. Um, I'm wearing a Yale golf hoodie because I was cold. And I'm also wearing a, oh, a pair of, you must create green, like military pant cargo things. Um, I think I know which ones before. you're talking about. Yeah. Those are great. I like them a lot. They're, they're fantastic. Um, I just don't quite know how to describe them apparently, but yeah, no, I, I, I wear them a lot. I like them a lot. They've definitely gotten a lot of mileage, um, you know, in my closet and people. And you walk around a lot too, just throughout the day. I mean, being a student. Yeah. I've blown out the crotch in them twice now. So they're, they're sort of on their last legs and I've, I've sewn them up terribly. They're held together by like this thick, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, it's like a uh, Carhartt jacket liner. Okay. Uh, that's just thick. Cause I know I won't wear through it. And then the, the thread that I have connecting it is this disgusting, like bright green. It's, it's terrible. Like I I'm somewhat ashamed that they're in the condition that they're in, but they, they work and they are a pair of pants. So beautifully said, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> what and then your hat. Zone? Yeah. Oh God. My Gus is fried chicken. Hat. At this point, I, it kind of goes without saying now. Yeah. I, I mentioned last week it's, it's degrading. It's like breaking down the little plastic strip around it. It's kind of falling apart. So how old is this uh, hat? This hat is, I got this my freshman summer uh, when I was so in Chicago. Not, so like two years, three years old. Uh, Three years. Yeah. Okay. Years old. It's pretty old. I mean, but you bought it brand new. You didn't buy it vintage. That's true. I mean, yes. I, I I don't know why you'd buy a... I guess vintage trucker hats are very in right now. Very but, much so. Yeah. Yeah. But that seems like a quick deterioration for 
for a hat three years. I mean, I, I wear it every single day. That's so, true. You know, it's it's not the strangest thing. You're a walking uh, billboard for a restaurant you've never eaten at. Yep. Uh, capitalism moment. <laughs> very ironic. Very, very Vetmont, if you will. Uh, I have a Vetmont hat. The problem is it's too small for my head because I have so much hair now. I have a very tiny head, but a lot of hair. So it creates this weird thing where like if I have a hat on and my hair is too long, it just pops right off because it has no purchase on my head. It's so sad. It is. It's terrible. It's the plight of the the the, the modern man. Yeah. Uh, what about you, John? What have you got on? All righty. I'll round it out. Uh, the pod and stocks are on foot. The, the Boston's, the 2021's um, on the foot as well. I have a pair of socks gifted to us by Hot Product Studios. These are the Adidas Nike ones. They're just plastered in logos that this person may or may not own, but <laughs> chose to put on a sock. Um, I have a pair of Capital Jeans on raw salvage denim gifted to me by our very own Saul Thompson for my birthday this past year. I've been wearing those quite a bit uh, moving into the summer maybe a little bit less wear because it'll be hot out and they are thick jeans with like five c's so uh, (laughs) they will be sweaty if i choose to wear them in the summer Um, as far as the belt goes i have a belt from studio to artisan Uh, it is a natural leather belt with little pigs embossed into it i got that shipped over from okiyama denim in japan and on top, I have a T-shirt from Online Ceramics. It is the uh, second release of the Uncut Gems shirt. It's from KMH Jewelers, and it's got like a huge graphic about black opals on the back. It's pretty cool. And then aside from that, I have my bracelet I always wear and a flannel on as well on the top. Oh. That about does it for me. A solid fit. Thank you. Uh, I like it a lot. Classic workday fit. Big big Wednesday. You know how it goes. Do you uh, wear t-shirts to the office? Under a flannel, yeah. Our office is pretty low-key dress code. It's in like a big old airplane hangar. You wouldn't even be able to tell people work there from the outside because there's <laughs> uh, like in the front window, there's a bunch of walls stacked next to each other because uh, we have photo sets and oh, okay. so for backgrounds. Um, and I really need to wear something nicer if I'm meeting with a client that day. Yeah. Which very seldom happens because <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I'm not high enough up the ladder to to mm-hmm. be they don't trust me enough yet to be talking to the clients, but You're not the head huncho? Not quite yet. Uh the gotcha. huncho jack jack huncho if you will. That album was so bad. The only song I know is Dubai-ish, um, and I know it because, one, it's a good song, but two, it features Young Lean at the beginning. Does it? Yeah. Oh. But he's not credited in the song. Wow. Did him dirty. So sad. However, that is my fit. Saul, are you ready to blast right into these questions? Let's let's blast right into our questions. We've written up some questions here for Jordan. We um, have. Some serious, some not. Uh, all heavy hitters as always 23 questions to be exact jordan moment oh boy uh jordan 23 crazy uh jordan one question before we begin your name is jordan arthur smith between michael jordan arthur Mm -hmm. the aardvark and the smiths (laughs) who would you pick (laughs) that was just off the dome domer 
straight off the dome. I'm okay. going like, uh, let's see. I, I think I'm going with Arthur the Aardvark. Okay. Reading is fundamental, everyone. Yeah. Don't forget he puts, it. He puts the fun in fundamental. It's true. The Arthur theme song might be my song of the week this week. It slaps. I, I, I've been on TikTok more than I care to admit. Uh, I'm sorry as I utter those words. Um, but the Backyardigans theme has has come back in okay because somebody made a remix with it with the uh the, the astronaut in the ocean dude oh boy but oh. it's it's good the backyard against theme is yeah is really good i've never seen the show but i've heard like from a musical standpoint they were really hitting it out of the park pretty oh yeah they had no reason to make like such a <laughs> banger but i it's 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 the perfect mix of like slightly irritating voices, but like super catchy vocals. You just described 100 Gex. I just described Drain Gang, John. Shut up. <laughs> Don't come for 100 Gex. 100 Gex needs to release music. God. They're too busy in, like in their Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. That's true. Square Garden was great. There you go. Yeah. I have the shirt. I should wear that. You should. So. Anyways, getting things moving. Jordan, how are you and what has quarantine been like for you? I'm, I'm good. Uh, quarantine has been probably the busiest I've been. Well, I don't know. I think my life just keeps on getting busier and busier um, exponentially, but it's definitely been the busiest I've been, surprisingly, um, probably in my whole life. Um, just with launching the brand. And uh, I think right when quarantine hit, I was like, in school full-time and then um i went summer classes while doing brand then i dropped out of school did brand full-time moved to a new studio new apartment new new a lot of things um so yeah busy busy very uh, busy what was that decision like to drop out of school because i imagine that was pretty scary right did you drop out just to pursue a brand or did you feel like you had kind of gotten all that you had wanted to get out of it um um, yeah, so the decision came when I think quarantine hit. Um, I mean, I'm possibly will go back to school, but I just mm-hmm. don't think it's going to be worth it in my instance where it's like, yep. I'm, uh, kind of learned what I've learned and, yeah. and I can learn on the way. Um, but no, I actually just transferred school. So, um, I was going to community college in California. And so then after those two, actually three years, I I got two degrees. So I got one in photography and one in fashion design. So then I transferred to Kent State, which is in Ohio. So I moved Mm -hmm. to Ohio, went to Kent State for two semesters and then uh, COVID happened. And so everything went online and just fashion school was yeah. not worth it to me when it was online because <laughs> uh, sure. I was like using their studio all the time and just like mooching off all the resources that they had <laughs> talking to like instructors and then when that went away it was like um just kind of a huge struggle for me to like stay motivated and yeah. um the way that I think like universities are handling it right now it's like at least fashion it's like uh kind of going to like the least common or like just like the bottom of the barrel students or whatever who can just like complete the base level work so it's like okay these people they don't have sewing machines they don't have um like dress forms they don't really have that many like resources so we don't we can't really have people do insane projects or acquire that so we're just going like 
have whatever they want to do happen. So it's like, they yeah. can just do whatever they want. Um, and that just didn't work for me. So I kind of was like, uh, after summer classes, I'm like, okay, this is kind of a huge waste of time. So then I just went full in on the brand um, and just cool. decided to do that. And it, 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 it was great because I think it put a lot of pressure on me to where it was like, um, can't fuck this up. <laughs> you dropped out of school for this. So you have to like prove to your parents that it was like uh, somewhat worth it in the end. And um, yeah, so it was good pressure. Again, like, tell me if this is too close to home, but have your parents always been supportive of your, your brand and kind of your, um, your, your art as a whole? No, not, not totally. Um, uh, I think like I struggled, um, a little bit, uh, through high school because I wanted to go to design school right out of high school. And, Mm -hmm. um, my parents just like were affirmed, like, no, you're not doing that. I guess you can like, um, just leave the house and do whatever you want and kind of like die on the streets, but we're not, we're not supporting you or helping you with this yeah. endeavor. Like give it a few years and see if you actually want to pursue that. So then I did that. And then it was just a kind of a constant, Oh, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Are you sure? Um, type of thing. And then, um, when I wanted to start my brand, they were kind of like, why, like, why are you doing this? Like kind of you're not ready for this you should just complete school first um and then I think still um it's the same where it's like oh when are you going to go back to school type of type of deal yeah I feel like that's kind of a mindset especially in the older generation where like you have to go to school and you have to have Mm -hmm. a degree for sure um I don't know it feels kind of like a fallacy because you know you hear a lot of creatives and you hear a lot of people basically say like you know I didn't go to school and it worked out well for me. You also hear people who did go to school. You know what I mean? Like it seems in the age of social media and especially kind of now when it seems like anybody can do anything um, through the internet. Yeah. Um, Look at us now. Two guys who've never met before. Doing a fashion podcast. 115th podcast. Somewhere around. I think it's 108. 108. I'll take it. Okay. But yeah, it, it's, I don't know. I think it's a cool time, especially for artists and creatives where you don't have to kind of play by the conventional rules and go and, I don't know, pay $120,000 to go get an MFA or whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Yeah. But, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to quarantine a little bit, and I, I look forward to the day where this isn't the topic of conversation of every conversation, but um, <laughs> we're going to run out of things to talk about without this. Oh yeah. No, the podcast will implode. Um, what have been some of your, your favorite quarantine pickups, you know, like books, uh, maybe movies you've watched kind of more generally, um, you know, just favorite things from quarantine. From quarantine um, books and movies. Uh, let's see. So I've been watching Hannibal. I've watched Hannibal like twice all the way through. Um, I just love the cooking in that that show. And it's kind of addicting to me. I don't normally watch <laughs> things twice, but I watched it twice. Um, and then books. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, I do a lot of reading on um, kind of just for work where it's like I do uh, pattern book reading. So like... Uh, I think it's pattern magic. I've read a lot. Um, Entrepreneur's Guide to Sewing and Production, which is one thing that I've 
it's like kind of like a bible to me where I, I constantly kind of go back to that and then there's a few other there's like men's pattern making books that I go back to all the time um let's see some other things that I've liked to watch during quarantine uh rivers and tides so it's a uh documentary by Andy Goldsworthy or about Andy Goldsworthy and that's uh one thing that I've one movie that I've liked uh I've watched I'm kind of obsessed with the visuals and what's the movie called? Um, Solaris. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I haven't. Mm-mm. Okay. It's, it's a sci it's a really kind of old sci-fi movie. Um, that's the visuals are just like amazing. Like the best to check uh, it out. So can we, can we expect like Gildan blanks with Solaris prints on them? Like screen grabs that you've ripped given no credit. I think like a, a lot of people have drawn inspiration from Solaris. I don't oh. know if it's recently or not, but it, I think it's pretty well known in the fashions, the fashions for the fashion, the outfits in that movie are great as well. Mm. Um, Charles James. Um, I, do you know, do you guys know who Charles James is? Probably. I know the name. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that book is uh, it's on uh, Couture Secrets of Shape. I think it's what it's called. Did so he do menswear? I thought he just did women's No, it's wear. it's just women's wear. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but I draw like a lot of inspiration from that too. I think mm-hmm. like uh the independence of that in like a couture house in uh the United States is is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that that rounds things up. Um oh pickups. Oh, that's true. Because it can be other stuff other than like movies and and shows i did get a cat that Ooh. that was probably the biggest pickup of very porn. significant pickup what's your cat's name um my cat's name is may but goes by many many other other names um, as any good pet should yes yeah yeah, yeah. So. What, are, what are what's the top give us the top three nicknames um mr stinky nice beanie okay. muffin um that's three, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> solid. Some, some confirmation from the background. <laughs> yes. I love it. Very good. Uh, seems pretty solid top to bottom. You know, glad you've been staying busy during quarantine, but also in, enjoying some books, movies, etc. And your new friend with May, mm-hmm. aka Mini Stinky. Etc. <laughs> um, so moving down the list of questions, sorry for the awkward pause as I forgot how to read for a second. For anyone who isn't familiar with you or your work, tell us a bit about what you do. Oof, that's a heavy one. It um, is. <laughs> I guess uh, I'm a uh, designer slash creator manufacturer uh business owner i don't know like um i guess yeah self-labeled designer i guess i would call myself a designer now maybe um i think i've gone to that point where i can maybe do that maybe i'll give it a few more years and then it'll be like i'm a designer uh but uh yeah so i i design clothing uh it's the clothes, I'm not too super focused on gender specifically. So it's a little bit 
um, unisex back and forth. I think like I've modeled both men and women on the clothes many times, but then my mm. audience is like 80% guys. So then, and I actually think we got our first order from um, one girl buying something. Nice. So we're, we're, we're breaking into that, uh, which, which has taken a long time. Are you officially a girl boss now? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That's so, you, have you hit the, the list of the big threes? What is it? Gatekeep, girl boss, and gaslight. <laughs> I've seen that floating the, around social media. The three G's. Yeah, the three G's of social media. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah. So let's see what else. I I think that. Oh, and and I work on I guess experimentation. Um, so I, I don't like to put labels on myself. I think some people sure. would call me like uh, avant-garde, uh, experimental. Um, I work a lot with natural dyes, I think, like you introduced, um, and experimentation. So like I work with all natural fabrics, all natural dyes. Um, I think for this first collection, uh, we just had three colors. So it's like pretty minimal color palette. You mostly work with, I think it's what, blue, white, black, and like off-white? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So uh, have... each piece is reversible as well. I forgot to bring that up. Oh, wait, yeah. every single piece? I noticed that from- Every uh... single piece, yeah. Every single piece from the first collection. So the first collection is a uh, capsule wardrobe. Uh, so mm-hmm. basically, if someone wanted to, they could purchase the full collection. Yeah. Um, and you'd have like enough outerwear, pants, shirts, uh, to last a lifetime. Um, and with that, I, I think I like design that collection to, uh, be able to like have it in your wardrobe and be able to switch between colors. So each, each garment can switch between, uh, whatever color you want, uh, or whatever color you purchase. So there's the blue and the black is the main colors. And then the white, uh, flips back and forth between those two. So each garment, uh, or actually all garments besides one, which was the bubble pants. The bubble pants are just white uh, and have different details on the inside versus the outside. Um, but the other garments are all black on one side and white on the other or blue on one side and white on the other. So you could have an all white closet, an all black closet or an all blue closet if you wanted. That's cool. really cool. That's really awesome. That like strengthens the purchase from the consumer side as well because you got got options yeah yeah it's kind of like hard to relay that to people i think um that every single piece is reversible in the collection um and i don't necessarily know i think people are wearing it so as far as like uh people that buy the things are actually wearing it both ways from what i've seen cool um and then each piece also or most pieces are meant to be worn in two plus ways so like pants for instance sadly can only be like worn two ways right now where it's like either you're on the white side or the black side mm-hmm. um and each of those sides has kind of different details so uh for like the jeans um they have salvage details on the inside uh which is either left uh white or black depending upon the item itself and then they have different pockets on each side and then different pocket locations um and then the other pair of jeans that i have out has 
uh, these architectural, uh, I like to call them architectural, uh, French seam. So uh, one side kind of looks just like a normal pair of jeans and then the other side is a little bit more of a statement experimental piece. That's really cool. That's awesome, yeah. So taking a look at your work, we're gonna do three timelines expanding each one uh, and perhaps three levels of detail. What have you been working on in the last week, in the last month, and in the last year? Okay. I think you've, you you got me at a really somewhat busy time right now. Um, <laughs> That's good for us. I'm working on a lot of projects. So um, right now I'm designing collection two um, while <laughs> I'm working on uh, creating dress forms. Um, so right now I've been doing, the past three days have been plaster work for, um, probably like eight to 12 hours a day. I saw that on your Instagram story. Yeah. Um, so plaster work, um, designing collection too. I'm doing orders as well this week. Um, I'm doing a one of one, uh, collection this week, uh, that's going to be releasing. So I'm doing all the shoots for that as well as, um, video styling, um, product shots. And then let's see. I think that's this week in a nutshell. Um, and then this month or the last month I've been doing kind of all this. Uh, I, I did another project release and then just, just orders. Um, so little known fact, I have like a very, I guess I work with a very small team. And right now um, I've been doing mainly all the production on my own. So <laughs> Um, I've been producing all the orders that have been coming in. Wow. Damn. We're so very that's, thankful that's you could month. free up two hours for us. That is a busy schedule. <laughs> that is this month. And then this year, yeah, I was doing, I think I, I went over the year a little bit before, mm -hmm. but um, I was going to school um, uh, 2021, let's see. No, I was not going to school. I was setting up uh, a studio space um, doing all the orders, designing, um, pattern making. Yeah, just, just more of the same. It's all just a blur. I can imagine. <laughs> Meanwhile, wow. I play League of Legends at work. So, <laughs> oh, I feel good about myself. You're Talking... the first person to ever say that after playing League of Legends. League of Legends is the worst game ever, yet I'm hopelessly addicted. I'm pushing for platinum, which if I got there, I, I don't think my addiction would stop. But Godspeed, soldier. Yeah, what is it's past platinum. Is that it? It's platinum, diamond, uh, uh, diamond master challenger. If I hit diamond, I think I'd like quit the game. But so what happens when you hit them all? You're just going to. Uh, I think at that point hair... you're getting paid probably six figures okay. to play no 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 if you're no 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 no, no? i don't know no. how this game works no. i played this tutorial uh, once if you i think we should organize like a discord league of legends game uh Saul, the discord is a peaceful place i i know it'd be like playing among us like friends turn to enemies real fast 
real quick, talking about the Discord, uh, Jordan, we have a Discord for the podcast. Um, we ask guests on guest episodes to give us a word, a phrase, something to message at Pair of Kings Pod on Instagram if they would like to join. Um, it's a it's a very nice community. I promise. There's no League of Legends talk um, unless I'm there. People will but, be banned immediately for any League yeah, of Legends. Yeah. No, no, no. If you if you bring up League of Legends, um, it's an instant ban. That's one of our rules. Mm-hmm. But um, Jordan, do you want to give us a word, a phrase, something to to message us so that we can, um, you know, give people access to the to the Discord. Prove they've listened to this episode, mm-hmm. essentially. Man. Put me on the spot. Let's see. It we'll could use that. Be Put that. me on the spot. Let's see. There okay. we go. Perfect. All right. Messages. Put me on the spot. Let's see. And you will get an invite to what we like to call the happiest place in fashion. Perfect. Um, jumping back into the conversation, Jordan, talking a little bit more about your brand. Who are some of the people that you've worked with um, or alongside to make your brand what it is today? Uh, yeah, so I think I like started off with a small team of people. So I think like a small core team, and then that's kind of shifted as things moved on. And, um, I guess like needs have adjusted and whatnot. Um, but people that have been there from the beginning, my good buddy, uh, Nick, um, and then also I'd like to give a shout out to, I think like one, one, a bunch of people that I've found inspiration from that I've worked with a lot have been the models actually. Um, so we got a few of my, I I guess I, I've gotten pretty close to the models and I've used them like all the time. Um, Maze Jones, uh, he's a real one. Um, he, he's into fashion as well. Yeah, he, he's, he's on the, the, he's on the, uh, the website as the product model. So I use them just all the time as a fit model. And then, uh, he's pretty close. And then, um, Tate, so Tate flew out from Oregon for the first collection. Wow. Um, to model. Uh, like, I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I didn't, I didn't pay him. Like, like he, 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 like, I'm like, he wanted the opportunity and I'm like, okay, dude, like, this is so sick. Um, and yeah, so he's a real one for that. Um, and then, of course, all my other models that I've had have been great. Uh, so, like, uh, Anna and Rix as well. Um, I think I can, like, shout out their IGs because it's not even, like, their name on IG. It's, like, Repo Trash and um, Iron Monkey Queen. They were for the um, original That's first That's incredible at Iron yeah. Monkey Queen. Damn. I'm stuck oh, with yeah. John Hogaboom over here. That's not nearly yeah. as exciting. Yeah. So, so give them a follow. Um, and then, let's see. Uh yeah the, oh of course my wife yeah that that's very true um as she walks around the, can you the say it in the borat voice so that we know that it's real i don't know if i've watched that you've never seen borat no 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 you're you're a, a white male growing up in america how have you not seen this um so i was asking the big questions i honestly I'm, I'm, I'm maybe <laughs> i like didn't see borat or... until i was like 21 okay that's be fair. fair yeah okay i had i had bad parents my dad let me walk into a gas station when i was eight years old and pick out an r-rated movie to watch in the car and i watched it basically every single day 
Um, I watched uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, 69, Another Man, uh, as they were fighting over something or other in a hotel room at the tender age of eight years old. Wow. Now I have a podcast, so. (laughs) Uh, On the two opposite sides, because I didn't see it until I think I may have even, it was my senior year of college. Damn. Yeah. Which was two years ago now. Man. How about yeah, it? Shout out to my little brother who just graduated. Maybe I should watch it. It's pretty funny. Um, okay. The first one's pretty good. I, it's definitely like a movie that could not have come out today. Oh, 100%. Um, that being said, it, it's very funny. I, I, I like his, I, Sasha Baron Cohen's ability to just make people say the most heinous thing possible when put on camera is just incredible. Like his, He is his, really talented yeah. at working with other people. Yeah, not always the best ways, but you know, yeah, he does what he does and he does it well. Yeah. Anyways, that <laughs> I think we've reached our quota for Borat talk on the <laughs> on the podcast today. We'll see. You know, we have we have a little while left. You know, yeah, I wrote we up, have a few questions. Yeah, I wrote yep. up sixteen questions, uh, all <laughs> pertaining to Borat. We're gonna have to cut. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to cut <laughs> Borat trivia from the end, unfortunately. But <laughs> taking it back to the clothing, what got you interested in bacteria or alternative dyeing processes? Because you use a plethora of them, uh, and for anyone at home, you can read more about them on Jordan's website. But uh, what initially got you interested in those processes? Uh, so I think I've been interested from when I started creating clothes. And I think uh, I think it started with basically wanting to control every step of the manufacturing process. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't buy fabrics that are just uh, the colors that I want them to be. So then I kind of have to uh, add dye on them to add more detail and textures to things. And then I think another place where that came from was with uh, photography. So mm-hmm. I think I took a few alternative process photography courses that were exploring uh, different printmaking methods. And so uh, that got me into, uh, oddly enough, like natural dyeing um, and then using those materials. Um, and then from there, so I had kind of just like a grasp of natural dyeing and just from my own research from photography course, oddly enough. And then when I went to university, uh, there was a, a bio design class that I took, uh, which is a bio design challenge is, is what it's called. Uh, it's like a, is it on TikTok, the bio design challenge? <laughs> it could be could be now i don't think tiktok was super huge then but they might have a tiktok now uh but yeah it's a competition that uh i went into where you're working with uh science-based majors um engineering architect and then fashion and then there was some other weird majors mixed in with that um and so you're collaborating as a group to solve uh problems with uh sustainability that sounds so, super cool what the hell? yeah um and well actually it's to solve any it's really not even sustainability based it's really just to solve any problems uh pertaining to biology so you have to have like a biological element 
in your project. Uh, so that's where the bacteria dye came from. Oh, cool. Um, so I was like, okay, let me like look into, uh, different alternatives to, uh, synthetic dyes or natural dyes. And so then I went into the biological realm working with bacteria. And so that project, I was working to create a black base bacteria dye. Um, is the bacteria something that you you grow as like a culture yourself or is it something that um you you purchase and then you can kind of like like does it come as like a powdered mix that you just kind of like toss on um how does it no. work <laughs> okay so basically you have uh frozen bacteria and like a vial that you uh inoculate in the um, the the lab essentially so you're working sure. in a biology lab and so you you inoculate it and you start growing it on petri dishes and so mm. uh the bacteria that i was using was uh uh jano oh man oh i used two i used uh chromobacterium violacine Volisium or Violisium is, and so that one was a, a little bit more toxic. So that one is actually a flesh-eating bacteria. Oh boy! Um, so that one was like uh, the first one we were able to get, and because the other bacteria happened to be sold out, um, so we got that bacteria and we uh, started inoculating it, and then we uh, grew it on petri dishes first, and then eventually. Um, so basically with the Petri dish, it'll just like turn a purple color. Sure. Um, and then from there we started growing it in, uh, test tubes. So, um, you'll have basically like a growth medium that is just growing on. And so, uh, then from those test tubes, then we started pouring those onto cloves with growth medium on it. So then it would actually be growing on the clothes themselves. And then yeah. from there, what you do is at the end of the process, it takes about 24 hours to dye a garment. So first the garment's gonna be like just undyed completely. And then over 24 hours, the bacteria will grow and color it. And then you kill the bacteria off at the end. So you don't um, end up with flesh eating bacteria on your skin. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I can't imagine you'd want that. No, no, no. So. Wow, that is super interesting. Jeez. Yeah. And then there was like a whole other process to make it black afterwards. So uh, basically from there, you had to like mix it with um, iron, salt mixture, and then um, or tea. And then so that will make it into uh, from purple to a blackish color. Never really got fully black on some things, but it, it got pretty close. It's so cool. And from there, I got to actually, so the whole reason I took that class was to go to New York because uh, <laughs> they had a presentation um, and I wanted to go to New York to present the idea. And so then, then COVID happened so that they went to a, a Zoom presentation, um, interestingly enough. Just as good, you know, at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. So much of the same importances yeah. are carried over from uh, from doing like a presentation somewhere at i think it was like the moma or something like that oh. to a zoom a zoom thing it's the same thing why the are you being grateful come on 
Jordan, I have a side question about the bacteria. Uh, if you were to work with leather, what would the flesh eating bacteria, would it have any effect on the, on the leather? John Hughes. Yeah. So I actually tested this. Um, I tested it. I tested like all different types of fabric. Uh, so it, it works really well on uh, natural fabric. So it's like cotton, silk, linen, ramy, um, wool works. Really just the main thing that you have issues with is um, you have to put it in an autoclave, which essentially is like a steam bath that is like super fucking hot and it'll uh, melt things. So uh, you can't really work with synthetics because they'll melt and the same mm -hmm. goes for leather. So the leather samples that I had, when we took them out, they were just like burnt to a crisp. Um, so you created beef jerky, essentially. Yeah, beef jerky. Um, but I think like moving forwards, you could find other ways to kill off the bacteria. And we started okay. experimenting with that. So there's like uv light that you can kill it off with and there's um putting it in a chamber full that's has no oxygen i think you like pump co2 into it or something okay. or hydrogen something weird um so that that'll kill it off um and that's kind of was the next step of like doing leather pieces with i was kind of obsessed with that and the same with like i think it'd be really cool to like have a uh like a pre-made thing where you could just like dye a pair of shoes that you have with mm -hmm. bacteria so you just put the I, shoes and sprinkle that shit all over and then i was gonna say like the the sneakerhead community would go absolutely ape shit. oh yeah people love dip dyeing like air force ones and stuff like that as is yeah. so yeah bacteria dyed air force ones would have been it creates very cool patterns too depending yeah. upon um i don't know if you guys have seen the pieces i like i kind of archive that old work just because um I, I turned to the brand side of things so I think I was just doing more personal uh school-based projects and then I really kind of got a little bit more serious with the brand yeah, so that sure. work got archived you can find it somewhere I'm sure if any of the listeners really want to dig deep then they could figure it out I'm in a discord with you and you joked around a little while ago about doing like full cowboy core stuff. And I, I mean mm -hmm. like not just flared pants. Is that actually on the horizon? Cause if you made a cowboy hat and like, like a leather jacket matching pants, I'd be all over that. Yeah. That so like, I think it, I think I joke around about it a lot, but I've also, um, kind of considered the idea so i think like the main thing that i'm working on is um i like to call it like a future american aesthetic which is taking a lot from uh cowboys because i think that i can see that happening is cowboy just clothes coming back we're um, betting on it here at the pair of kings podcast yeah it's like my my GameStop stock i've bought hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cowboy core yeah <laughs> depop listings <laughs> yeah so i think like the way that i look at it, at it is what i kind of want to do is um almost like alien cowboy oh, cool. or space cowboy is in, in pushing that towards uh future and kind of getting inspired by um sci-fi based stuff um nature and then also uh going back to those older silhouettes and and um, just certain things just have that vibe to it. Um, I think one of the pieces that was kind of 
introducing that new direction was like the bubble pants of being one um, mm -hmm. where those can kind of be a little bit cowboy depending upon how uh, you wear an outfit. I think like if I did a photo shoot just with those pants and someone wearing a cowboy hat, it would, it would, it would fit pretty well. I think so. Yeah. Makes sense. I just, yeah, I, I like, I'd go absolutely bonkers <laughs> if there was a cowboy hat with bacteria dye. Yeah. I'm trying to like figure out hats. Okay. Implementing hats someday, someday. Um, I think like I don't wear hats and that's probably the main reason, but I also like a challenge. I don't wear hoodies either. Um, but I'd like to make a hoodie that I would wear possibly. Interesting. I've never been too crazy about hoodies and I I've said this a lot, but hoodies are so, my go-to. What are you wearing right now? Yeah. What Hold are you on. wearing? Hoodies are my go-to. Like I'm feeling ashamed of my body. Like, oh. Let me, let me put this on. So I oh, go I to the gym. Now. I go in with my hood up and my headphones on and my dark circles. And if somebody gets too close, I'm like, get away from me. Like, you know, Smeagol and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. I just, hoodie is a sign that like Saul wants to be left alone and like not be regarded. Do not, do not observe me. Puffer item. <laughs> I think like that for me is just like a massive puffer jacket to just like absorb myself into. <laughs> My mom, uh, my freshman year of high school, bought me a X, I think it might be 2X uh, or an XL puffer jacket from like Patagonia. And I was super insecure about my body. And initially I hated it. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like <laughs> nobody can tell him. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. so I don't know. Oh, delving into Saul's insecurity on the Pair of Kings podcast that he treats as his personal therapy session. Anyway, moving on. Um, Jordan, bacteria dying is obviously more eco-conscious, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Dying in general is just horrific for the mm -hmm. environment. Um, what do you think can be done by the fashion industry as a whole to be more eco-conscious and be more friendly to the environment as it is kind of the, or I think it's second in industries for pollution. Behind oil, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Go fashion, but. <laughs> Silver metal yeah um yeah um i think a lot can be done i think it's it's very difficult for um uh gosh ethical and sustainable fashion i i don't like to like think i do think about it it's like one thing that i think about a lot but as far as things that can be done um there's a lot of like greenwashing and things yeah. going on right now um mm -hmm. which is which is a huge problem. So I think like dropping the uh, sustainability term and <laughs> and not uh, having that be the focus and just like not buying shit that isn't sustainable um, <laughs> so that, I don't know, fast fashion brands can't be like, oh, we're sustainable. And then people are just like, oh, okay, makes me feel better about buying H&M stuff um, because they have a sustainability line that's like 2% of their actual sales or probably less than 2%. Um, so I think like just reorganizing the whole fashion structure um, in general. Uh, and then I think buying used clothes, just not buying anything um, would be the next thing of uh, <laughs> how to be sustainable. Don't, don't buy anything new and just buy, buy used clothes. Shout out to like Grailed or stuff like that. I think, um, yeah, be, be sustainable, I guess, by shopping on Grailed, never wouldn't think I would have heard the two mixed together, but um, 
another thing, yeah, let's see, fast fashion brands. I don't think the problem is, is I think we've gone so far that there's no way of like turning back. I think all of the, uh, or a lot of brands that exist today would just have to like not be profitable Mm -hmm. um, for a very long time and not make any money and just like make less clothes, sell less stuff at a higher price, which they probably don't want to do. So um, I think it's up to the consumer to just stop buying that stuff. Yeah. Um, And hopefully things will fade to a brighter future eventually with um, consumers like learning that fast fashion is is not necessarily the best um, or buying buying new clothes in general. And I think um, designer clothes have like a, are important in, in the sustainability field just because uh, I think buying clothes and making clothes that have a lot of meaning behind them and uh, people actually want to buy um, is very important. And so not overproducing garments that um, aren't going to sell or that you don't necessarily um, like would be great. Yeah. I like that message a lot. Absolutely. So relaying from your stuff, perhaps just a couple other designers, who are some designers in the fashion space that you look up to and why? Okay. Oh, in the fashion space. Or out of the fashion space. Okay. Um, I think like a huge one would be uh, Rei Kawakubo. I don't think she gets like enough credit. Um, Maybe she does, but uh, I think uh, that's a huge one as far as inspiration that I draw, mainly because she has this unique presence of freedom and being able to do things that are super, super creative um and not sacrificing that and being able to still run a business and make money yeah Um, (laughs) which i think is a super hard balance and um a challenge in the way that she's been able to do that is like majorly uh respectable another person that i can think of uh just fabric based someone i was talking to someone in uh instagram dms about it uh is Carol Christian Paul specifically, I didn't know this and I don't actually know if this is facts or not, but apparently Carol Christian Paul makes all of their own fabrics. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Or at least a lot of them. I know uh, so he they're... makes or sources all of his own leathers, but I didn't know fabrics as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, fabric specifically, because I was looking into the reversibility aspect of fabrics. And so there's this one uh, CCP fabric that's like, I think it's like called kit something. So it's uh, a denim that is black on one side and then white on the other, just because of the, uh, yeah, the weave. So essentially you can do that with uh, twills. Uh, it's like a three by one so you just like will have the white uh be on one side and the black be on the other um so that was like one thing where it kind of blew my mind where i'm like okay why is this not advertised and it kind of just made me respect ccp a lot more if that's already not respected like on like 
most of people's list, I would say for sure, um, is CCP. Um, Neri Oxman, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her. Um, so she is, um, I think one of those more, I would call it like bio designers or, um, yeah, I think like mainly focusing in biology and uh, living organisms and bringing that into design. And so uh, all of her work kind of uh, shows that aspect of of things and so she shows out like she's not a fashion designer um i don't yeah she's not a fashion designer she's just like a designer in general um okay. so she does art pieces um and then other designed objects and then i think another one to go along with that is uh luigi kolani so uh i think enigma curation talked about it but uh he is a industrial designer that focuses on um, kind of mimicking nature. So it's like biomimicry. And so I think he's one of the OGs of that. And so he's made like the fastest cars in the world based off of- uh, Oh, based off of like bird aerodynamics, Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. So I, so cool. I saw some video based on that. I'm waiting for a jacket based on bird feathers. Cause if, you, if you've ever looked at a bird, especially a lot of blackbirds, if you look close, their their wings and their feathers especially have this weird visual quality where they're they're black, but if you get close to them, it's red and green. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the iridescence. It's really weird, and I would love to see that on a article of clothing. I, I oh, yeah. obviously can imagine how hard it is, but I would love to see it. <laughs> somebody do it so Saul can be happy. Yeah, Please. somebody do it so I, I can consume. Well, isn't like black i think it's like black 3m iridescent stuff very similar mm-hmm. i think so but i don't know if it was uh, inspired by birds probably honestly 3m's crazy yeah who knows but jordan what's your approach to kind of disseminating and and getting your work out to the masses like in a perfect world how would you grow your brand um you know maybe not in a perfect world how is your brand growing Mm -hmm. um yeah that's a great question i think like right now um i'm trying to figure out how to grow my brand um Mm -hmm. i think i'm like very in the infancy and experimental phase of i'm just basically trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. And that, that's a huge thing that I'm working on as far as ideally, um, I think slow growth is ideal and then, uh, growing vertically. So at least for, for me, um, is growing from within and then kind of maintaining freedom is, is super important to me. Um, so not selling myself to, uh, Gucci, uh, group (laughs) (laughs) or like, um, yeah, LV, um LV, uh, lvmh gosh so I we've am. actually been sent by lvmh we're, we're prepared to offer you two million dollars right now you just have to walk away hand everything you've ever made over to us um sorry it's, it's our master plan it came mm-hmm. under the guise of a podcast it's but. now lvmh pok <laughs> is the official we've merged <sighs> that's yeah. that's why i'm on here <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think, I think, uh, vertical, so like eventually the goal is 
for uh, me to be able to produce all the fabrics from textile, like just from raw fibers. So cool. growing um, cotton, linen, uh, having sheep that are, I'm going to get wool from, and then basically making that into fabrics and then oh. using dyes that are all from my own source and then being able to produce fabrics and then also have uh, complete control over the manufacturing process of uh, and production. So I've heard working with your own wool is like nightmarishly hard. So best of probably all. is everything that I do is nightmarishly hard. <laughs> At least it seems to be. <laughs> so yeah, I could figure it out. I, I think like right now, um, I'm really into trying anything uh, just mm-hmm. because I've been in so much pain from some of my projects where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they've all seemed to work out in the end or mm-hmm. I've just kind of scrapped them once it's like gotten, but I'm really pretty persistent. I don't give up on things at all um, until they're the way that I want them. So, and I'm super, super stubborn to where I think if I, if, if getting these, this wool from the sheep was like really difficult I'd probably stick with it for three to four years until I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work anymore. Um, so yeah. That's, as that's somebody okay. who's worked with sheep and has she- like shorn sheep and saw what the, the manufacturing process is like, um, I would contact maybe like local farms and see mm-hmm. if they'd be able to help you. Cause I think shearing yourself is a nightmare. Like I tried it and nearly took off a finger. So. Oof yeah yeah right now i it's funny so i i guess i do work that's like one thing um one aspect that's really easy to work with is is sheep locally so i've been trying Mm. to um source locally because i work with uh wool and a few of my pieces so um sourcing that locally has been a goal of mine right Mm -hmm. now i'm sourcing it out of new york um Cool. But it's wool is wool. So it's like I have a, a contact for an Australian wool distributor. If you want to buy from there, I'm sure shipping would kill you. But um, I don't know. If you wanted to like talk to them, I'm sure you could probably yeah. speak to them. I, I I got the contact through LV, um, who's a, a mutual friend. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I can so, never say LVMH because yeah. I just like LVSMH yep like permanent just like yep. <laughs> um but yeah i don't know um i'm sure there are people who are willing to help you and yeah i'm you sure we'll figure this out yeah well thanks for that yeah i'll, I'll collect yeah. it so important question jordan um Huge can you question. do a, a standing 540 spin depends what shoes i'm wearing depends on the floor okay Um, of course there are factors yeah like like on this floor is it like can i on a wood floor can i just put some like olive oil down and just like really really turn i think balance is important too like like um what did i what did i eat that day what uh (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of things going in we did say standing we didn't say landing oh oh okay (laughs) That is true. No, it doesn't have to be graceful. Then definitely, definitely. I might have to do the practice until I do this like perfect 540 mm. spin. Because the 540 is, you know, 
full rotation and then another half. Mm-hmm. You're going to be landing disoriented because you're going to be landing facing the other way than you started. It's a lot of stuff going into this. Yeah. <laughs> Only the big questions on the pair of Kings. Podcast. Yeah. It's like, can you have someone, can you do it holding onto a rope? Like there's, there's, mm, I think no. Cause that, that, uh, that'd be like, it's stand like, assisted. It's like, training it's like a wheels. tool assisted speed run. <laughs> You'd, you'd have the asterisk. 540 spin any percent. And you do it in Helix, though. Like, you didn't... You That's like performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the uh, the critical thinking skills, though, Jordan. Yeah. You know, I do like the... You're exploring different avenues, and it's been 45 seconds since the question's been asked. So, yeah. Kudos to you. I appreciate the willingness to try. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it back to the world of clothing, we've had a little bit of leather talk already on this podcast because I was wondering if flesh-eating bacteria would eat through leather jackets. But if there are leather goods coming in the future, what are the leather jackets going to look like? Oh, okay. Well, let's see. I I can leak my concept, I guess. For yes, this is all what you can disclose. We don't oh, want to, we don't want to, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, this may or may, I'm not going to say it is happening or it's not, but it, it'll happen <laughs> okay, in the future, go. whether it's this collection or, or in a third one or, or some, some point in my life, it will happen because I want it to. Um, but I want to do a, um, reversible, uh, leather jacket with, uh, hide on. So it's going to be, I'm assuming okay. either like cow hide or, horse hide i actually have a horse hide um rug that i'm going to make the sample off of <laughs> oddly enough but uh so this uh, this jacket's going to be um kind of uh the same organic seam lines that i have for a lot of my work um architectural seam lines and so it's going to be like a shirling where the uh the hides poking out on one side and then the other side just going to be uh well, it's going to be suede that's dyed, uh, hide poking out, and then the other side's just going to be full um, hide. So wow. switch between them back and forth. <laughs> I, I have been trying to do some experimentation into turning suede into leather. So the backside is uh, like actual leather, but I don't think that that can happen. But I don't know too wow. much about I've leather. I've seen leather into suede, like people yeah. sanding mm-hmm. their Air Jordans to turn them mm-hmm. into into suede but i've never seen the other way around yeah so i think the reason why i think uh leather there's like a top grain to it and then the the bottom grain and so you can make i think top grain leather into uh well actually there's a few there there is ways about doing i think what you could do is there's some leather which is just uh very very thin that you can just like basically press onto the other side so you could okay. kind of meld the two together to get a shiny and a hide side cool. so that's that's what it would look like and it would have a reversible zipper as well Ooh, so. very nice i have something with a reversible a reversible zipper and it works great actually mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've worked with those a lot um at my past job where it was uh sails and boats 
So they had reversible zippers and I've always wanted to work with them. So basically just like replace the tab. So it's a two-way tab. Yeah. That's really Are you big into, into boating and, and sailing or was that just something that you were like doing for, for money or? Uh, it was for money, but it was also for experience. So uh, it was kind of an internship based thing, but it was an actual job. I wasn't ever an intern. My boss oftentimes said he like paid me an experience as opposed to like actual money. So I would cool. kind of do more difficult tasks just to like learn uh, construction techniques. But really the reason why I went into the uh, the boating and sailing sphere was to um, where I was living, there wasn't any clothing place that I wanted to work at. So I'm like, if I'm going to be designing or sewing things, it might as well be not clothes mm-hmm. as opposed okay. to working with clothes that I'm not interested in. Got it. So. That makes sense. That and then I could really examine it as kind of like more technical based sewing skills as opposed to making actual objects that I enjoy. And yeah. I've always wanted to do a shoot or a lookbook. Um, just get a really small like skiff um, with two rows and just stick a model in like the middle of a storm, not like far out at sea, but you know, mm-hmm. shoot it out at water, just with a super super low flash, so you can see hopefully like rain and whatever. Get the li- the liability waivers out before the shoot. Oh yeah, and, no, and somebody's get, catching a cold. Hopefully not, but hopefully nothing worse if you're paddling a boat out to the middle of the sea during a storm yeah but i think it'd be really cool oh absolutely Mm -hmm. i had a similar idea but like at six o'clock in the morning on like a foggy lake (laughs) slash like like bay ocean thing same same exact idea but just like with with the fog cool yeah um if you want a really good place for fog um nantucket every morning uh which is where i went a bunch as a kid in the summer um the fog comes in so thick that you could not see 12 or 15 feet in front of you that's not an exaggeration wow. it's it's really cool um, or, kind of eerie. Um, another great place for fog you could go to michigan state university on a morning of a football game and <laughs> jewel vapor oh <laughs> would be thick enough in the air to, vapor. to where you could probably pull off a similar look yeah i wonder if there's like you know the fog machines could you just put juice uh if you're like outside vape juice no it, the it, fog machine i've tried i i haven't tried wait vape you tried juice. This? not you vape tried. juice no because i was i was doing stuff with fog freshman year in photography i i okay. tried a bunch of things i tried milk in it because i thought it would make it thicker it didn't um <laughs> And then I also tried, um, I tried something that was more viscous and it broke the machine. So, um, but yeah. That's so sad. Um, story. Don't, don't put vape juice in the fog machine. Yeah. No. A, but, a lot of wasted vape juice, but. Uh, you also can't do it outside. If you do it inside in a small room, it works really well. Um, fog machine? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for outdoors, they have to be like industrial. Like mm-hmm. if it's at a concert. So it's different than the one you'd pick up at Party City or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Um, not put milk in a fog machine. Yeah. Not put milk That's in a fog I'll machine. Do. Yeah. Um, Jordan, have you been any pieces or samples <laughs> or shoots um, that you've, you've wanted to do, but have cut because you weren't a fan of how they turned out um, or because they were too difficult to produce or execute? Yeah. Um, 
there i think there's been a lot of things that i haven't i think like the bacteria died things have been one where it's it's very difficult to produce um especially because i'm not affiliated or i'm not connected with the university like i was as a student so i can't Mm -hmm. really just a non-student go into their biology lab and just like hey can i uh just like steal your guys' space for five days out of the week working with flesh-eating bacteria and then like (laughs) not pay tuition um don't think that would work very well um so so i i that that idea has been scrapped i think there's like been a few other things that have I have samples of, but never reached production. I think like these, these pants that I'm wearing is like one example of that. Um, and I think there's a lot of ideas that I have that I'm kind of like waiting to have the financial means of like being able to produce them um, effectively. Um, and then also just balancing my time um, is a huge thing for me because I'm doing all the manufacturing um, for my garments for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. with a small team so if I was able to find a manufacturer then I could maybe do some more complicated pieces um, mm-hmm. on my own or source those out to someone that can do some complicated stuff so there's a lot of things that I that haven't reached reached the gram big things coming big things coming yeah he's making moves in silence what Oh, Jordan Marcus's bridal collection. You already did one. Oh, I, yeah. I, <laughs> but that reached the gram. No, I'm just saying, like, things that you haven't put into production. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, there's like, there's, there's like some one of one pieces that are personal to me. Get Jordan's where, wife on the pod. She yeah, sounds like she yeah, knows more about it than he guess, does. The fourth guess. Oh. Uh, no. So, like, I've, I think that was one thing too that didn't reach production. Well, it, it won't reach production. Yeah. Period. Like I don't. Uh, I made her dress for our wedding. Um, wow. Actually, that's so and cool. And I made I made uh, my blazer pants the full both full outfits. Oh my gosh, um, that's amazing! Almost full outfits. Yeah. I I was wearing a Uniqlo uh, shirt and no no linen. no shoes. Yeah, no shoeless to the wedding. No, I didn't make shoes. I think I wore uh, CCP tornadoes. Wow. Very nice. I have a wedding this weekend. One of my college roommates is getting married, and I'm doing uh, Balenciaga Santiago cowboy boots to that one. So I'm excited. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, they said cocktail attire. So that I took that as the ticket to just go absolutely insane with my outfit. Full of yeah. notches. Yeah. I had, like, no tie but yeah pretty casual i was actually technically wearing jeans technically but i made them but they were yeah not your off the shelf levi's not not your elf off the shelf levi's so you you, and and they were white so it's like it's just like the materials denim so yeah uh do jordan arthur smith uh denim pants have an orange tab no i don't want them get them out of here can't stand them they're not popping on instagram yeah the depop the depop crowd isn't going crazy if they don't have the orange tab on the back yep (laughs) beautiful beautiful additions all thank you thank you no i try i try try to verbally berate somebody at least once an episode i'm I'm being that somebody half the time yeah (laughs) 
it's great. It's awesome. Relaying into a more off the topic of fashion question, but one that we are all very interested in because we are interested in this topic as well. What are some of your favorite things to cook? Oh, cook. I love cooking. Cooking is probably like my largest pastime other than just, that's probably the only other thing that I do other than working at the moment. I don't have any like other hobbies. Um, cooking. Um, favorite thing to cook. Uh, let's see. There's like some classics, some basics that I like cooking where it's like, I really like cooking like a simple risotto um, with, uh, I think my favorite is risotto to cook is just zucchini and lemon risotto. Great combination. Yeah. Fresh, simple, yeah. clean. Yeah, I love like spring slash summer flavors, just like fresh, clean flavors. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a fashion light. joke in there somewhere yeah <laughs> keep it fresh um keep it fresh yeah yeah i did like a spring pasta over the weekend um i added morel mushrooms that i foraged for with my mom that's uh that was the the big mother's day activity is the the hogaboom family went out into the woods and looked for mushrooms and it was a blast is that oh, just a weird question but do you ever have trouble or like worries excuse me, that it might not be safe. I just don't know anything really about. So foraging. with certain mushrooms, definitely, but morels, there is a false morel, but it's very easy to tell um, which one is the morel and which one isn't. Okay. The false morel is like super wide in the base and like almost leafy, whereas the morel okay. kind of looks like a brain coral. But I guess if the lighting was off, maybe you wouldn't be able to quite tell. But in the dark. It is, yeah if you're foraging in the dark um first of all are you okay second <laughs> be careful because you might run into a false morale but there it's really a fun thing to do if you live in the right area around cool. this time of year aren't they fairly easy to regrow as well morales just yeah no um oh, the, really? actually the only people who've been able to produce them without just them naturally occurring is Michigan state figured out a way to grow them from spores. But uh, aside from that, you, they aren't domestically grown at all. They're just, Damn. they just appear out in the woods. Yeah. The more mushrooms you know. are so weird. They are. I have a book on mushrooms and it's great to just peruse and see all the different kinds. Mm. If you ever go foraging, I got some tips. Just, just don't try it. If you don't, like know what it is exactly before, yes. before you gotta be really sure you're not a hundred percent sure you can't just give it a taste and be like oh this tastes bad i'm a big fan of just put it in your mouth and see how it goes <laughs> don't do that yeah don't do if you're if you're foraging do not take Saul's advice please no please do not that is that is at that is a joke it's a fun Signs time. Of Proceed with caution. Yes. The pair of Kings podcast. Yeah. Never take anything we say seriously. That is our yeah. second tagline. Um, <laughs> it's just jokes. We're like rice gum. Yeah. It's all jokes. Everything we say is a joke, except when it's not. And then we use it as a feeble defense when people attack us. Just kidding. Perfect. Rice gum's the worst. Um, Jordan, you also make objects. You know, I, I've seen some things on your, your story and things that you've posted um what are some of the things that you make just tell the listeners i guess and when can i get a ceramic pond <laughs> yeah so a small uh, request 
I do make ceramic stuff. Um, I think I want to like possibly have those available for purchase. Maybe not the pond, but uh, <laughs> some of the smaller objects eventually. Maybe maybe I can make a miniature pond for you and uh, make that available. Uh, yeah, but I, I do make other objects. Um, I think it's, it's good uh, to do other forms of, I guess, creativity to kind of link that back to fashion. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's like one way that I, I gain inspiration is doing um, other things other than fashion, cooking. Um, I haven't done ceramics in a, a hot minute, but I think like if I did some a good ceramic sesh, I'd be very inspired to make clothes. For sure. My mom's actually a potter too, mm -hmm. which is, that's interesting. John's mom is really talented. She wow. throws down, no pun intended, on the, she, on the potter's wheel. But What do you, you, know. you throw down and then you shape up? You shape Sketchers up. Sketch up. There you go. Sketchers shape up. Sponsor the pod. I, that'd be a sick sponsorship. Sketchers mm -hmm. shape up. I wouldn't be mad. No. I wouldn't yeah. either. Cut the check, Skechers. <laughs> <laughs> Moving down the list, Jordan, what do you listen to while working? Music, podcasts, cough, cough, anything else? Music, podcasts. Um, I work, well, I mainly can't listen to anything while working uh, just because I have uh, people around me that i have to oh, communicate okay. with yeah um so but if i'm by myself um and listening to music uh i i like bjork a lot so i listen to a lot of bjork um and uh podcasts i i do uh listen to your guys's podcast sometimes let's go um, absolutely huge uh thank you uh yeah i think like let's see before I, I like messaged you guys about it, I like was listening to your podcast at like 5 a.m. Um, I'm like, I think I saw, I think I was following you guys and I just like saw on your story that you released like a new episode. Okay, good, good. 5 a.m. Like first thing I woke up to. Wow. <laughs> podcast. Wake up to the pod. Breakfast of champions. It's the first of the month. <laughs> Hit up the, the um, pair of kings. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. It was a much. Playboy Cardi reference. Nobody got it. Uh, well, that was actually a different song that Cardi referenced. Wake up. It's the first of the month. Yeah. yeah. That's the bone thugs and harmony. I believe so. Yeah. But yeah. Whole lot of red isn't as bad as I thought it was originally. I think that's the general consensus. As a, I, I say this, I, I not to implicate myself or not to encourage anything. I listened to some of the songs while high. Um, I did an edible and then listened to sky and a few of the other ones. It, it's a fun album to listen to while intoxicated. The beats are very good. They're fun. They're yeah. They're like arcadey. He's definitely got it locked down with the beats, yeah. but we completely cut off Jordan. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is not a good display for Solomon Thompson as a person. This episode, no. I really apologize. Stop. We were joking, or I was definitely yeah. joking. Yeah. You, you are so nice during the podcast. Don't worry at Wonderful. all. We love you. The podcast would not be the same. It wouldn't. I don't think. I don't think I could just be the uh, the, the co-host. It would not work. Ugh, every every everything needs a heel, right? Isn't that like a screenwriting thing? You need somebody <laughs> to create conflict. 
That's why throwing fits is as good as it is. Larry is just going crazy the entire time. Yeah, but he shout out to the TF boys. I love the TF boys. Larry may or may not be on a substance every once in a while. I cannot. I I don't think I could keep up with Larry. Like a day in the life, I'd be, I'd be asleep on the sidewalk. He somewhere. runs on pure swag. Yeah, swag and just that man is is nonstop. Nothing but respect for the TF legend. boys. Those guys are so nice. Larry like legend in the DMs and stuff. Oh, Very they're so helpful. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Like a huge like guiding force for our podcast as well. Extremely so. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but respect to to my presidents. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've uh, we've spoken a lot about the clothes, and we are going to continue to speak about the clothes. How about that for a transition? That was great. <laughs> so Jordan, your pieces, of course, have a huge focus on quality. Uh, anyone could take a look at your Instagram, at your website and tell that in half a second. And the, the pieces have had that focus from the very beginning. Was it difficult to source and create samples given it was your first collection, just creating them on that extremely complex and involved level? Uh, yeah, I think, well, I mean, the main thing is getting them to production was a lot harder than making samples Um, just because I'm the one who makes everything. Um, Mm. And so then relaying that and teaching other people how to make something that's super complex was, was pretty difficult for me. Um, But I would say the biggest struggle I've had is sourcing fabrics, especially during COVID. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. It's been really difficult for me to source fabrics all the time. Uh, I keep on having to, uh, they'll just sell out randomly and then I have to switch suppliers and then figure out some other option. Um, That's the same. Um, And no supplier has been like, we are in stock all the time. And then there was some suppliers where I'm like, okay, this was the one that I was going to go with. And then they were available and then they've been sold out for like, eight months like maybe collection three um i still hit them up sometimes and they're like oh we're still sold out it'll be another eight weeks awesome uh soon they're just not manufacturing fabrics i guess yeah i'm sure it's thrown off every facet of the industry yeah like beyond what what we know for sure um yeah I mean, I'm even on the fringe of the industry, so I don't really know. Yeah, we are really on the fringe, so we really don't know. No, we're industry insiders, John. Yes, uh, we are part of LVMH. People forget that. Um, LVMHPOK. Come they on. They bought now. us out for uh, $8. And a pair of Skechers shape ups. A pair of Skechers shape ups. <laughs> we signed immediately. They have the entire rights to the podcast. And uh, we have to produce it for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Virgil Abloh is actually taking over the podcast slowly as we speak. He's taking my spot. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting on, on my forehead, like quotes, co-host. Um, <laughs> you'll just see that appear one episode. It's a slow death, but what are you going to do? So if we get to a hundred thousand Instagram followers by tomorrow, will you get co-host tattooed on your forehead? I, I'm going to say no, just because I feel like somebody's going to go and buy followers and get us there. And yeah, then I'll have to own up to it. Tomorrow like, is release day. We're recording this the day before. So it could be a scary. What about like hours. 
a temporary tattoo for life. Oh, I would oh, do yeah. a temporary tattoo on my forehead right now. I feel like if I if I got to if we got to twenty five k by August, I'll get a henna tattoo on my forehead of something. We'll like crowdsource it. It definitely has to be in quotes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent in the font. In the yeah. font. Um. So we were supposed to crowdsource the name of your car, but people were unfollowing us by the boatload because we yeah. had like 60 stories of like versus this name versus this name yeah. to name Saul's car. Cause you know, that's what you do as a fashion podcast. Um, there were some good names that lost. I remember, I, I, I forget who suggested it, but fo- my car is a forerunner. It was forerunner to gunna. Um, and I wanted that to win, but I think it like got out, which pissed me off. Did you end up naming your car? Uh, yeah, it's Billy Jean. Okay, there we go. Because it's blue, like a pair of jeans. It is blue. Saul and I have the same car, but different colors. My car is so full of crap, John. It's ridiculous. It's it's like a veritable like you walked into a Bass Pro Shops and then you did like a supermarket sweep and just tried to get oh, as geez. much stuff as possible into your cart. There's like two fishing rods, all of my lures, waders, boots, two hammocks, a set of golf clubs. I like live out of my. You're car, ready to. You're I ready don't. for anything. I I I hope an apocalypse happens so that I'm justified <laughs> in everything that's that's in my car. <laughs> we just got past the closest we've ever been to one, or that's I guess true. we're still in it. We're not past it yet. Yeah. Uh, if you ask me next week, there'll also be a grill in there. So. I thought you said gorilla at first. I got really excited. Well, no. If I had a coop, there would be a gorilla instead yeah. coop. But gonna pull up to the zoo. All right, Saul, let's bring it back in. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be a co-host if I wasn't derailing it. Jordan, no, I derailed this one, I think. I yeah. started talking about cars and yeah. Aside from your own brand, um, we're, we're not tossing tossing anything around by saying that you're doing really good work. I, I really love the stuff that you do. Um, As do I. It's yeah. excellent to say the yeah. least. Um, but aside from your own, what are some brands that you think are doing good work right now? Um, and again, this could be inside of fashion, outside of fashion, um, what yeah, brands just, does Jordan Arthur Smith believe in? I think I'm just going to, I think Rick Owens, uh, I'm just going to just leave it at Rick Owens period. I think like the work that Rick Owens is doing is, is, uh, just at the, the peak top right now. Um, although I do think, uh, there could be an argument that Rick Owens is like definitely declining and is like peaked after, um, I think like peaked before the, the kiss heels actually as far as yeah. creativity goes I think another guest said that I can't remember who it was but I think they said like 2016 or right? I can't quite remember okay. but someone said he peaked like around that era and mm-hmm. I can't remember the collection names so I can't remember which one it was but um, but anyway Rick you know if you're looking to have your career go on the up and up again you can always come on the pair of kings podcast that's true if you're ever struggling that's what we're here for we should mention michelle follows jordan yes on instagram that was i have a statement written in one of the later questions that's crazy when did she follow you uh she followed me before i had a brand i don't i don't think she follows me for fashion reasons at all oh um uh, she followed me based off of, I think like 
I was posting like some photography and I like liked one of her posts and then she like liked my page so she followed me and I don't think she has ever unfollowed me I've dm'd her a few times um no answers okay I was trying to get her into a uh I think like I don't normally like shell things out to celebrities but that's like one person that I'm like okay if I could get uh Michelle Lammy and the uh, puffer. That would Somebody be else said so that. she like, would crush it too. I'm like, here, I was I messaged her. I'm like, hey, I, I can give you this puffer. Like, just like <laughs> wear it. And uh, she never got back. So she did read it though. Okay. She read it and didn't respond. Yeah, she was, was too baffled it, by the How does it feel, Jordan? <laughs> uh, how does it feel? <laughs> oh man. Um uh, on that topic, do people reach out to you on a regular basis for seating or for style? Like, do stylists reach out and ask? Oh, for yes. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, a lot of stylists reach out. Um, if any good stylists are listening to this podcast, the podcast, please reach out to me. Um, I'd like some some good stylists uh, to work with. I'm uh, totally open to working with stylists. Uh, there's been a few things that have fallen through and there's been a lot of like, I don't necessarily want my stuff on, like, I don't care if it's like on major celebrities. I think it's just like the, uh, the person's personal style that works with the clothes. That's most important to me. I think like, let's see who was going to wear the clothes. There was a music video for, uh, who's the guy that fought Jake Paul? oh 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 uh ksi yeah ksi ksi was supposed to do a a music video and and our stuff possibly but i i did did not um subscribe to that idea um will i am another one a bunch of that's cool what i don't Um, know that name in ages and then yeah i think I've, i've done like two other styling things they didn't turn out i just like it was kind of a waste in my opinion so if there's some good stylists please reach out um I, i'd be willing to send some stuff out if you have just send me the concept and uh who's wearing the stuff love to work well that relays perfectly into our next question let's let's paint a hypothetical mm-hmm. pair of kings podcast has broken its ties with lvmh and is now once again lvmhpok lvmhpok excuse me and are are now once again a solo operation independent and uh you know we happen to be in the neighborhood and we reach out to do a little editorial promotional okay celebrating both the pair of kings podcast and jordan arthur smith i am putting together a a uh a press kit yes saul is putting together a press kit Um, who knows how are you styling the pair of Kings podcast hosts for said collaborative editorial? Oof. Let's see. There's, there's a few options. Um, I think, I think new pieces. Well, I, I really only have the pieces that I have right now to go based off of, um, <laughs> which is, which is funny. Um, I think like a, like two big banger fits uh which would be uh bubble pants um turtleneck and uh puffer jacket uh so turtleneck would be worn so the turtleneck piece i don't know if you guys know this but the turtleneck can be worn 
in I don't know how many ways. <laughs> People send me like pictures and I'm like, holy shit, I didn't think it could be worn. This sounds way. like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Like most of the pieces that I have are a challenge. Like how can this be worn? And, and I find new ways every day. I think like one time um, someone wore the puffer jacket as a pair of pants, um, That's which can cool. be done too and actually looks pretty cool. Um, so this, this turtleneck, uh, my favorite way to wear them is uh, kind of like half up, half down. Uh, because the way that it's constructed is it's, it's a double layer turtleneck with a uh, hole that can be like on the front or the back or on mm -hmm. the side, yada, yada, yada. So I like to wear it um, half down. So uh, just wear it as a normal turtleneck. You use the uh, hole on the back uh, as a waist. So I, I definitely put one of you guys in that as, as wearing it like that. And so then you have the sleeves kind of dangling down and the uh, uh, other turtleneck on the other side dangling down. Um, so I think blue too, blue is like the most slept on color um, in the collection. I think like 80% of our sales are in black. No one, no one, no one's repping the blue. The fellas out there with the full blue fits are really banging. Um, Big shout. Yeah. There's, there's a few of them, but I haven't seen the full fits yet. Okay. Um, but so yeah, blue, blue turtleneck, bubble pants, uh, puffer jacket. Uh, the puffer jacket would be worn. My other favorite way to wear that is just like uh, the shell off of the puffer jacket and then worn half down as well. So that's like uh, a very extreme experimental fit. I don't mm -hmm. even know if there, I don't know if there's pictures of it existing like that, but I've worn it out like that a few times. Um, then the other the other route would definitely be the uh organic jeans worn um white side so that that has the french seams or architectural seams out um which is also kind of more extreme uh and then i would say turtleneck um more normal and then the uh blazer on the white side, so an all white fit. Um, nice. I have an alternative too, is depending upon how things go, you could just wear like, with, with some of my pieces, you could really just wear a turtleneck, that's it. As like, it goes all the way down. Cool. As a dress. That's amazing. So, it's not a good dress. That'd be or awesome. Or a t-shirt, or a t-shirt. Yeah. You can wear a t-shirt as like a full length dress. That'd be cool. I honestly, I love Winnie the Poohing it in the morning. Have you ever done that? No. Explain. What is that? Okay, term? so yeah. Winnie Winnie the Pooh. If you've ever seen him, he's a he's a honey bear. He yes. only wears a t shirt, and so my roommate, he probably he doesn't listen. So I, I'm I'm unafraid of this. But if so, my girlfriend will sleep over. She'll leave early in the morning because she has schoolwork to do. I'll wake up at like eight fifteen. My roommate sleeps until about ten. So if I'm feeling like I want coffee or just, you know, want to go hang out, I'll just walk into the, into the living room or the kitchen, uh, only t-shirt. No, no undies, no nothing. Just, just chill. It's kind of nice. You just go and make yourself some coffee. You go back into bed and just like relax. It's really nice. I like Winnie the Poohing it. Very bold having a roommate. Yeah. I, I, I know his sleep schedule very well. He's been okay. working on his thesis a lot. And so he's up until like four in the morning and he just gotcha. goes into a coma. So 
yeah, it's 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 easy to 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 pick and choose. You haven't had any like instances of not even any any close calls. Well, like you have to dive into the room. No, the wow. the I I'm pretty comfortable with my roommate. We've left or we've lived together except for one year of my college experience. Okay, and like he's seen me walk around with like a towel around, or like he's walked into the bathroom and I've been like you know drying my hair, and so my butt's been out. Like it, you know, it's a college roommate, so it's kind of like. It, it voluntarily i'm not going to just walk around with my ass out if he's there but no the, the winnie the pooh incident has not occurred yet um and i i don't think it ever will he just finished his thesis so it's back to pajama pants you might not be safe anymore no it was fun while it lasted he could either be watching it or someone on this podcast could uh blow up his phone while he well uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the morning wake up while wake up wake up <laughs> Saul's going nightmare, for it. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. No, I have not done that. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, I can't say that I have either. <laughs> no, I honestly give it a try, John. You're moving in to a place on your own. Yeah, so I, I will be. I will not. Don't have any cook. Roommates. Don't cook, because if oh. if olive oil hits you on the oh. bare thigh, it is terrible. It's yeah. it's horrendous i can imagine yeah um but anyways back to back to the clothes so jordan we spoke just about the styling a couple minutes ago um Mm -hmm. and you spoke about how your consumers wear the the pieces themselves in interesting ways who is your ideal consumer what are their what are their priorities what are their interests how did they find you anything uh anything fitting under those umbrellas or more if you would like to add i think um i'm still trying to figure out my ideal consumer i think the ideal consumer is i'm open to any consumer but um people with with the whales really help support so any 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 whales that <laughs> listen to this podcast come to me i don't know um, a lot of people anyways. with dogecoin money you gotta you gotta advertise to them yes. i know a few i know a few that have actually talked to me they're like hey um dogecoin went up might buy something and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh ideal consumer i think like um i think my clothes are kind of really have to be into fashion i would say into fashion a lot and then uh being able to experiment with stuff i think uh the big thing that i'm into is uh people who just like wear clothes where it's like Mm -hmm. they aren't uh necessarily like collectors or whatever they just like wear stuff on a daily basis that they own and they really enjoy stuff Mm -hmm. and i think i like design for those people um too where it's like i want the clothes that i make to be worn by people Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the main purpose of designing clothes to me um so yeah someone that will wear them yeah that is a good thing to think about you don't just want them sitting in a closet yeah Yeah. or or being sold on grail or being sold on grail i did you seen your preemptively there's only four jordan arthur smith pieces on grail okay and i think two of them two of them people just got wrong sizes i think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no reselling which is great yeah i think yeah like 
I think I've been I've been keeping up with that, and I think like really, uh, people have just bought wrong sizes for the most part, and then yeah. are just like up just to flip them for whatever it is. Um, yeah. No, no reselling that I've seen, which is fine. I think like I think it would be cool for people to resell my stuff. I think that'd be like mm-hmm. a huge compliment, but. Re- resellers yeah yeah resellers suck i think we're basically anti-reseller so we yeah. both resold so many things yeah is- no but like we're not we're not in it to resell to resell no no definitely. we're not we're not buying bots and running it on every single drop and then up marking to 1300 dollars on every pair of shoes mm-hmm. not that's anymore. what i consider a reseller <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did resell Yeezys, but that was in the in the heyday. Yeah, so I I never used a bot for shoes. We made the bot ourselves. You made the bot that, yourselves. My friend did. That's really I, cool. I had no hand in that. I just sold okay. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but, yeah. So, Jordan, we have two more questions for you. Um, yes. As I've given every single attempt to derail this podcast as much as possible with heinous anecdotes. We keep it um, spicy. We do. We try. Try to try to keep it interesting. I don't think it'd be as fun if we were just like, you know. No. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping it spicy. It needs some exactly. soul. Yeah. Um, what's next? Flavor. Exactly. <laughs> Perhaps uh, some zucchini and lemon. Yes. Yes. A little um, habanero. Now we're talking. What is next for Jordan Arthur Smith? What is next? Um... I sh- like as far as collections go or pieces super broad question we'll open. keep it broad what's next okay we'll keep it broad uh well I'll, I'll make it pretty specific then um I think what's next uh is coming this next week is it should be next week uh is a bunch of one of one pieces that I've been working mm, on so that's um, those are going to be uh and available for purchase and within the next week there is a at least one new design that has not been seen yet um the rest of them are kind of just like a new colorway exploring a theme but it's kind of a very much collection and theme based thing so it's kind of like a miniature side collection that i've just had the i've just had it in the back of my head for probably like three or four years to make and oh, wow. i just wanted to make it a reality so cool. i just decided to do that wow our interview is at the right time then mm-hmm. yeah that is really exciting so everyone please keep an eye out for that because i will i'm really excited to see what you put together yeah. i i i'm in the market for some new pants especially ones that are looser in the thighs and butt because i've been working out and my my legs have gotten much bigger and pants are just uncomfortable to wear now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say you're looking for a bubble in the in the in upper the section? In the pants? No, I've I've already got a bubble butt, so well you could get a pair of bubble pants to fit that. That's true. Our That's friend true. from the podcast Discord, Yannick, he has a pair of the bubble pants. He mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Yes, I, I know of Yannick, yes nice guy super funny yes amazing fellow also the bubble pants look great on him. very true he rocks those hard yeah yes but anyways bringing it 
to the final question of the pair of Kings podcast interview experience. Uh, we saved a good one for last. Now, Jordan, you have listened to the podcast before, so you might be familiar with this one. It is the cornerstone of the interview experience. We have asked it to every single guest on record of the, of the podcast thus far, and we've gotten some great answers and we look forward to hearing yours. Jordan Arthur Smith. If you had a year to eat a door, hinges and doorknob included, do you think you could do it? You get as creative as you want. You know, you break it down, put it in food you'd like to put it in. Do you think you could do it? And if yes, how would you? I feel like you're proposing that with too many ideas, John. You got to keep it. Yeah, I, I thought gotta, about that yeah. as soon as I asked. Because we, okay. we've people have asked or people have assumed before that they couldn't do anything to the door. So I wanted just to add gnawing on the door. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be please. an experience in itself. Yeah. I mean, I might save a little bit of the door to gnaw on just for, just to say, you know, I, I a... ate the door and it's raw state. Maybe like film a few TikToks of just like chomping on the door. <laughs> door challenge. And then becomes, takes over the world. Yeah. So I think uh, definitely, I think definitely, I think anyone can the door. Um, I think like, I mean, if you guys want to go far enough with it, you could open up a door restaurant where it's just like, there's Ooh. doors mixed in with, Oh, wow. wait, you're like sweetie Todd. Yeah. <laughs> but so, with the door instead doors. of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think like, <laughs> I think the best way for me to consume a door is I think like I would split it up into a few different things. I would have door seasoning. So I would probably okay. like mix it in with some other seasonings that I have to just season some dishes. Um, so that's a little bit. Um, and I think that would be like the wood part of the door. Another thing I would do is definitely mix it into desserts and smoothies. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably an easy way to go. Um, I think a lot of people can eat a shit ton of ice cream. So you just have some, some door particles in the ice cream, which probably honestly ice cream already has in it. There's probably a bit of door in every, every box. Who's to mm-hmm. say? And then, I mean, another thing is you can, so uh, I believe Parmesan cheese has wood pulp in it. Like just like really? the what? pre-packaged ones. Yeah, the pre-packaged ones, like not fresh Parmesan cheese, but just like the the ones that you just like shake on from the bottle. It has wood pulp as one of the ingredients. Huh. Um, so maybe we're like, all eating door every time we go to an Italian restaurant. I think like Taco Bell meat has some like wood pulp in it too, I'm pretty sure. At least I've heard. So those are some other things. It's like, you know, I could just go to a Parmesan cheese manufacturer, figure out how to do that on my own. Just have some Parmesan cheese wood pulp, sprinkle that on with some of my meals, the uh, smoothies, the ice cream. Um, I think that the more difficult parts would definitely be like the hinges and the knob. Like yep. That, I think that's the, the bulk of it. And I think I'd rather take that pill form than uh just eating like it would have to be really fine and i don't know what it would necessarily like do to your insides but Mm -hmm. i think like hopefully the door is like made from iron who who doesn't need a little extra iron yeah sure keep the keep the supplements going women need two and a quarter times the amount of iron that men need every day interesting and then if they're pregnant, it goes up to like five or six times for obvious wow. reasons. But you need a lot of iron. I was talking with my girlfriend, Anna, about it. Um, 
and she's like iron deficient she was like why because i feel like we eat a lot of the same things you know because we got to eat together but yeah she's like very iron deficient and i'm okay because you know i need what is it i need like eight milligrams she needs like 23 20 yeah. no maybe it's set or 18 but re- regardless women need a lot more iron than men that's really interesting mm. door based yeah, supplements that door, would be, that door would be gone yeah you guys could start selling door iron like there we go the we have to have a couple probably health disclosures and warnings and once again liability clauses but it is we're looking to do merch so why not just go full some, some iron pills <laughs> pair of kings <laughs> podcast branded dietary supplements i could see it i could see that becoming a very real reality at some yeah. point down the down the line well jordan we love the confidence with the door answer and we love all of your other answers as well thank you so much uh for getting through the beginning portion of this podcast of course we're not done yet uh we have what we like to call the closing ceremonies uh starting off with song of the week this is an ongoing segment that we've also done in probably every episode where uh we, as well as our guest, add a song to an ongoing playlist that we have called Pair of Kings Season 4, right? It's all? Yep. It's Season 4. Okay. It's season 4. Yep. You're, <laughs> Good. I, I jump in. in. Yeah. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, it's called Pair of Kings Season 4, available on Spotify. Mosey on over there. Search it up. Listen to that. Maybe listen to the podcast or two. Without further ado, Jordan, what is your song of the week? Oh, okay. Um, oh, song I've been listening to a lot. Uh, Bjork, Desired Constellation is the Ooh. song. Um, it's a good song. I don't know if you guys have heard it before, but uh, yeah. Deep, deep track on Medulla that is slept on. So It's a good, good song. Um, John, what about you? My song of the week this week uh i do not know how to pronounce the artist's name it's c-a-p-o-x-x-o i think it's capoxo capoxo okay anyways capoxo their most played song on spotify it's called perfect it's definitely hyper poppy it's really good though i'm i'm a fan um, I suggested that song in the Throwing Fits episode. They roasted me for it. Did you really? Yeah. I couldn't remember what you suggested. I was trying to think about that because I suggested an MF Doom song and they applauded me. Yeah. Um, it's a great song though. It is a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that's not in this playlist. It's in the old playlist. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll add that one in there. It's fair play. Man. Yeah. Solly boy, what about you? What's your um, what's your song of the week? Okay, I have a song that I've been listening to and really enjoying, but I I I, I feel bad because I I know we have a lot of younger listeners, mm-hmm. and the song is heinous. Like it it almost sounds like a joke that somebody made, um, <laughs> to make like a song as vulgar as possible. But it's really I'm on good. a boat by the Lonely Island is song yeah. of the week. No no no, like I'll I'll. I'll describe it. If you want to find the song, go search it out, but I'm not going to like actually say it. So you'll, you'll get it's a sense too vulgar of to say on the podcast, just the title. Yeah. So the song is by Brooke candy. It's off of her album sexorcism, which is just exorcism with an X. It's the fourth song off of the album. I think it's her most popular song. 
Um, she has one with Charlie XCX. This one is with Iggy Azalea. Go listen to that. But the song that I'll recommend is what might be one of the better pop songs to come out in like the past three years. Uh, Levitating featuring DaBaby by Dua Lipa. That is a good, that's a pop song, but a very good like mainstream track. Yeah. I'm also going to throw in Nobody by Mitski. Uh, that's when a I, song. Whenever I'm intoxicated, Classic. like, you know, like a little bit buzzed, um, I will just put on Nobody on loop. I'll just take over whatever. Do you just want to get sad? No, it's just so good. I, I have to listen okay. to it. It's like, a, I don't know, like your your body, it has sugar and it produces insulin. That's me with Hennessy and Sailor Moon, <laughs> Young Lean Blade. I listened to I that thought... <laughs> five times in a row this morning, just, just out of the blue. The I was sober. That, the way you said that, I thought that you, whenever you have Hennessy, you watch Sailor Moon. Oh, no. <laughs> the old Japanese show. I was like, what? No. I listened to that song like five times in a row. If I put it on once, I have to listen to it more than once. Okay. But anyways, great song. Great song picks all around everybody. Um, So do we have anything else? Uh, In the, in these closing ceremonies before Jordan, before we, we send you off, take as long as you'd like um, shout people out give thanks whatever it is like the, the let the people know where yours, to find you is yours yeah all that jazz oh yeah i guess you can find me on instagram um at jordan arthur smith you can go to the website jordanarthursmith.com um i should make a tiktok oh people so, would love to see your creation process oh yeah you could just i had like process. a tiktok it's just very underground i think so <laughs> i gotta bring that i didn't even post anything i was like experimenting with the medium of tiktok um okay. before i jumped off tiktok so maybe on tiktok keep the Jordan. eyes peeled keep yeah. the eyes peeled um yeah and then uh i guess shout outs to my wife over here Alyssa, and uh Ooh. my cat in the background shout out the cat mr stinky shout out the cat yeah mr stinky <laughs> she's not stinky good stuff well jordan thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us we really appreciate it this episode's been a blast it's been educational it's been fun we've talked about all sorts of things unfortunately we did mention league of legends but you know we moved past it and we grew (laughs) as a group (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's that's a great sign for all of us. Uh, that it is. So thank you so of much. Uh, Thanks so much for having me on. It was, we hope you, you join us on, again yeah. sometime. The time. Yeah. On that note, Saul, would you like to take us out? I'd love to. Thank you once again to Jordan. You can find him on Instagram at Jordan Arthur Smith. Hopefully uh, we get to see some TikToks of his creation process. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I am Saul Thompson. You can find me on Instagram at DaBaby or at Saul Thompson if you want to find me faster. Um, I'm joined each and every week by my wonderful co-host. I'm John Hogaboom, and you can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. Um, despite my best efforts to derail it and cause as many problems as, <laughs> as, as possible, unconsciously or not, um, this has been a podcast entitled Pair of Kings, where every single week for the foreseeable future, we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. 
if you enjoyed the podcast, please join the Discord, hit us up on Instagram, um, follow us on Twitter. Um, our handles, our socials on basically everything, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. Um, Gmail. Gmail uh, is at Pair of Kings Pod. Um, thank you once again to Jordan. If you aren't following him, please go follow him. What he does is incredible. Um, he obviously and very clearly puts a lot of thought into his work. And I think he's one of the most exciting people or young designers that I follow on Instagram today. 100%. Um, that's, you know, backed up by the fact that I messaged him a year ago trying to get him on this <laughs> podcast. Regardless, thank you so much to everybody listening. Thank you again to Jordan for joining us. John, thank you for carving out the time. We're, we're cutting it a little close to the editing deadline. So big it's thanks good. to John. But we have like nothing to cut from this episode. Thank you everyone for perfect. behaving. <laughs> I'm going to really quickly cause as many problems as I can. Just kidding. No, there's still plenty um, of time. Yeah, <laughs> there, there really is. Jordan and I are going to hold this as, as hostage as possible for the yeah, next we, We're not ending it until, <laughs> until John has something to cut. No, we're not ending it until it's, the editing has to be done. Oh, that, oh okay. So we've got, you have to uh, speed run it roughly four more hours. Okay. So hour we're going to start, okay. we're going to open up the zoom. We're going to add anybody who wants to join. I'm going to put it on my Instagram story. We're going to get trolled. Um, it's going to be great No, but in all seriousness, thank you everybody for joining us and listening. It's, it's been a great time. Um, keep an eye on Jordan, go support, keep an eye out for those one-of-one pieces that he'll be putting out relatively soon. I'll just say soon TM, um, as I don't know if we were given an exact timeline. Um, but as always, everybody, thank you for joining us. Have a great Thursday and just a friendly reminder to wear what you love and love what you wear. Beautiful. Thanks everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.